Okay, hey everybody, welcome in to the latest edition of the Frederick Playlist Podcast. This is a very, very, very special edition because I'm with two fine young men right now, although one just got pulled over (laughs) on his way here. Uh, If you'd like to introduce yourselves, uh, and then I will explain why you are here. Awesome. Um, I'm Kenny Darby. Kenny Darby and... John Maestri. John Maestri. And you guys are organizing, or at least you have something to do with, the first ever Frederick Jazz Festival, correct, fellas? Yes. That's right. So when is that coming up? That will be June the 17th. June 17th. uh, What time of day? So uh, it starts at 12.30 p.m., ending at 7 p.m. And then where? Uh, It will be at the Carroll Creek Amphitheater. Okay. Downtown Frederick. Tickets, tickets are available, correct, online? That is correct. MD ticks, please, by all mm-hmm. means, mm-hmm. purchase your tickets. You guys have a website, too? Yes, our website is frederickjazzfest.com. Okay, it sounds good when you get close to the mic. That hey, was hey. good. That was, you have a good voice for <laughs> radio. Frederickjazzfest.com. <Yeah. laughs> he almost had the jazz type. <laughs> Here. Mm. And can you tell the people the lineup? We'll do that. We'll get the nuts and bolts out of the way first. Yeah, so um, first we have Daryl Brenzel. Um, he's a local he is a local yeah and he spent 25 years in the military um, playing with different army bands and he is just a monster saxophone player Um, i actually had the privilege of playing with him at um he came into one of the open mic nights at uh the main cup their jam sessions Mm -hmm. or jazz jams and he is just like man it's like he's good he's way out there as far as like his skill and definitely what he's able to what he's able to do so um we're very fortunate to have him play for the first year mm-hmm. um we also have uh howard burns mm-hmm. who is a professor at frederick community college and um he's just a monster player too mm-hmm. i mean he spent some years playing with earth wind and fire back in the day um he's a real i guess you could think of him as like a purist mm-hmm. you know as a traditional jazz mm-hmm uh, kind of guy yeah. and he's bringing his combo up and they're all just great players they were just at the millennium uh stage at the kennedy center yeah. recently have you ever been there to the millennium stage at the kennedy yeah, center? yeah um i used to work at the kennedy center really yeah you used to work at the kennedy center well we'll yeah. get to that but tell us keep selling your event guys come on <laughs> <laughs> who and else is gonna do be you want to do you want to talk towards uh, uh yeah yeah um also we have marcus mitchell mm-hmm. which is a um jazz saxophone player which again is amazing mm-hmm. um when you talk about contemporary jazz this is where we jump into contemporary jazz and mm-hmm. then you have trey trey illy um it's a flutist uh, but also a saxophone player but his specialty is flute mm-hmm. um he does things with a flute that's amazing not like ron burgundy talking about a jazz <laughs> flute but <laughs> but but he is amazing and also chelsea green which mm-hmm. is a violinist and she's performed with stevie wonder um she's done things with the um well actually matter of fact she's on the billboard um 50 or 100 for jazz oh yeah she's number 22 right now so yeah she's done done that and she's traveled all around the world so um just to have this eclectic but also amazing lineup Mm -hmm. um to actually just bring that to frederick is you know we're excited you know amazed to actually see that everybody is, you know, on board, mm-hmm. you know. And then, yeah, you definitely have a nice very uh, variety of different 
musicians and artists to come together and you know share their gift i'm interested in knowing how this came together and whose idea it was because um i i mentioned to you guys off air too i i really love jazz music and i've been for this paper using uh some time to try and get jazz artists a platform to be able to play and and all of that kind of stuff i know the weinberg center talking to some people over there they really believe in jazz music as well it's just kind of hard to get it to catch on in certain places not even just frederick it's really everywhere you know it's not a mainstream thing who came up with this idea how did it come together how long did it take uh you know give us some backstory some history about this so uh it was originally my idea to put together the frederick jazz festival and um, how long ago you, you know, I was thinking about that, and it's almost been two years. Wow. You know? Wow. Yeah. Our first conversation was like two years ago, because that's when uh, I was in between jobs, mm-hmm. and I was looking for something to do. And um, I, it just kind of came to me one night, and I was like, you know what? I got to do this. Hmm. This is going to be a great thing for the city of Frederick. I just felt like it was the right time mm-hmm. um, to introduce a jazz festival to, to the city. And um, Then how did you two come together? Well, we've we've known each other for a long time. Oh, yeah. We were neighbors in high school, and um, over the years, we just kept in touch. We were both into music. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of went our separate ways after high school, but came back together yeah. maybe within the last, well, at your wedding. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I got married, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and um, we actually just reconnected there. But we've always, you know kept in touch with each other mm-hmm. um as you know john was saying that i mean we went our respective ways after high school um i ended up going and jumping into the music industry you know head first you know uh, like well, in what way um well i ended up doing a lot um from doing touring to uh, managing to be in the A&R. Um, I actually toured with the Black Eyed Peas for really? a while. In what capacity? Um, I was a VIP liaison with them okay. for their, uh, what was it, their beginning tour. Okay. So that was technically their last tour mm-hmm. before they ended up breaking apart. Well, they, they're not broken up, but, you know, they went their separate ways. Mm-hmm. Um, then um, started doing artist development and working with, you know, solo artists and bands. So um, ended up doing that. For any labels? Um, no, well, more so independent labels, okay. um, not really any major labels. Mm-hmm. Um, it was always the goal to end up going for a major label or all pending on fires, what the artist wanted to go in and do. So, um, ended up doing that and, um, then started doing a lot of just production, uh, more so production coordinating, okay. um, uh, with, um, performing arts, you know, companies and dance companies and mm-hmm. things of that nature. So I have been to the Millennium stage as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we ended up, I ended up doing a project with a, a dance company called the BFA Project. They were actually at the uh, Millennium stage and, uh, you know, just various things, just to continue to keep my, what I would consider my craft, you know, mm-hmm. sharpened. So. so what do you guys do for day jobs now then, I guess I should ask? I'm not sure if I can talk about that. I, I work at a. I work at. I work for a military contractor. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You and, do the same. Well, no, I, <laughs> I, I don't dabble into the military contracting. Although I'm, I'm a military brat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, my whole entire family's been in the military. Um, right now, self-contractor, and then also have been into the solar for a while. Okay. Yeah, so... Do you work for a local... Co- do you live in Frederick? 
Um, I actually just moved out of Frederick. We're, Funny thing is, I'm actually out in Annapolis now. Okay. So yeah, it was. I've been in Frederick for probably say half of my life. So this was a drive to come yeah. out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It has. So you're in Solar. Were you in Solar when you were in Frederick? No, no, oh, no, no. Okay. Um, when I was actually in Frederick, um, I was actually working with a credit card company. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was actually a supervisor for a credit card company for about six years or so. So this is all more of a, you know, this is a passion. Yeah, this is, definitely this a passion. Is <laughs> definitely a passion. This is something that, that, you know, this is your baby right here, this mm -hmm. project. And we were talking before we went on air, you said you're looking long term mm -hmm. rather than short term too. Mm -hmm. um, what other plans do you have down the line? I mean, no matter how this goes, can you be certain there's going to be a, a, a year two? I think we can say with yeah. certainty yeah. there'll be a year or two. Definitely. Yeah. At, mm -hmm. at the creek, would you think about moving it? I think we would move it. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, having an outdoor festival has its risks, you know, if it rains. Yeah, well, you're telling me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you about that, too, because I think I saw this on your website. Mm -hmm. You're talking about people watching it from across the creek, mm -hmm. and you're like, "Don't do that! <laughs> don't do that!" <laughs> don't no, do that. but I will tell you, man. I mean, live at five. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that yeah. Thursday night concert mm -hmm. series here. Um, you know, a lot of people just sit across the street mm -hmm. and watch it. Do you guys have any special plans? To uh, yeah, we have a uh, <laughs> we have a stage that has a backdrop, so you oh, cannot okay. so you can't see, see what's going on. How about hear it? Uh, you can still hear it, but what what is actually well, the backdrop is actually mainly for is to block one sound uh -huh. and then also, you know, your your sight. Um, mm -hmm. So you have to literally come across the creek to actually see what's going on. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the things that John and I uh, literally had a, you know, extensive conversation and saying, how can we, you know, eliminate certain things like that mm -hmm. so that we can draw more people to the the main stage or looking at you yeah. know the artists so yeah that was one of the big things that we were uh, more so putting our brains together and saying hey how can we do that has it just been you two putting this together you guys yeah. don't have like a committee yep. there's no group no. there's no mm -hmm. so you picked the artist correct mm -hmm. and how did you come about picking the artist just from the network of people yeah. that we've known and uh -huh. developed over the years so Being these, in the music biz, you know. Were there artists out there you really want? I mean, Herbie Hancock's going to be at the Kennedy Center in August. So <laughs> did you think you could get him to swing through? Like, are there... Uh, there yeah, I mean, yeah. There, there are some artists, you know, that we would love to have someday. I would love to have, um, I don't know if you know, Brian Brian Blade and the oh, Fellowship Band. Yeah, yeah. I would love to have those guys come through some, some year. Yeah. Um, Me, Corey yeah. Henry. Okay. Or um, it's a local artist, but we talked about her, Caroline Malachi. Yeah. Yeah, we wanted her to. So it, it is a lot of artists. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're talking about a vast amount of, you know, artists that are out there that were like, hey, how can we get them to be involved? But I think what we ended up, you know, making the decision was, is, okay, knowing that this is the inaugural and this is the first, um, and more so introducing mm -hmm. this concept to Frederick, um, how do we do it and just more so ease into it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's how we ended up looking at um, the different artists that we put together as far as a lineup. I mean, especially talking about Fredericktonians, mm -hmm. um, as far as Howard Burns and Daryl, knowing that they are around and then also bringing in different artists from the DMV mm -hmm. um, to say, okay, they have some cloud and they've been around and either they've performed in Frederick or they performed around the different um, areas of Frederick. So, 
we said, okay, how do we do this and who do we go to? So mm -hmm. it took us a, you know, probably say a couple of months or so mm -hmm. to really figure out who do we want it, uh, who we wanted for um, our lineup. But I mean, I think it was pretty much of a strong lineup from mm -hmm. that point on. So yeah, how long ago did you book the acts? How long ago did you get the creek? We we got the the creek was the very first thing that we got. Um, was that a, I'm assuming that's a while that ago. That was back in like January. Okay. Because mm -hmm. the city, the way the city operates, they they don't look at anything for the upcoming calendar year, calendar year until January of that mm -hmm. year. So we had to wait a while, and mm -hmm. we could we weren't sure if if they were going to uh, let us use the creek. Mm -hmm. So we we sort of did a lot of the the um, the background work before January. Mm -hmm. And then once we got the approval from the liquor board and from the city of Frederick, mm -hmm. um, we went ahead and started booking artists. The local jazz scene. I, you yeah. know, this is a, this is something that I've, I've been living in Maryland now about six years and I've wanted to know more and more about it. And I, there's just, I can't find all that much to learn about it. Cause there isn't that there's no place in Frederick that you can say, I want to go see jazz music any night of the week that doesn't exist right now. Right. Um, and even, you know, going into, you spread it out, going up to Hagerstown or even, you know, it's even kind of hard to find good jazz in a place like Baltimore. You know, you can stretch out as far as you like, but the consistency and the, the depth of talent, it seems to be thin right now. Uh, were you guys worried about that when you, when you wanted to put this together? Did you, are you guys way ingrained and you're like, you know, 5,000 great artists and you, <laughs> you could bring all of them? In. Well, for me, I would say because of my network, mm -hmm. um, I'm always out and about. Um, I'm also a uh, a member of the Recording Academy. So okay. by doing that, it allows me to go out and see who's doing what. Mm -hmm. um, and just like what John was saying earlier, uh, as far as our network. Mm -hmm. um, so by still implanting ourselves with inside of the music industry um, and then also just different artists, um, it just, you know, more so said, okay, we know where a void is mm -hmm. in Frederick and knowing that jazz is something that is, I would say the blueprint of music. Mm -hmm. um, it, it was more so saying, okay, well let's go ahead and fill that void in Frederick. And just like you're saying, you know, it's mm -hmm. kind of hard to actually really find it because it's almost now an underground type of it is type yeah. of genre of music, which technically beforehand it wasn't i mean that was the pinnacle of what music was and mm -hmm. then everything else just branched out mm -hmm. um and then became different types of genres of music so um we you know knowing the passion that we have far as you know um jazz and just you know how we operate with you know music in itself mm -hmm. um we said okay let's go ahead and uh, really horn in i mean we'll really tap into this mm -hmm. and um say let's you know let's go ahead and make this happen so Huh. You know, that's interesting. I really wish you guys all the best because it, 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 I got to imagine it's going to be tough. I know we've we've tried, like I said uh, before, to do some stuff and and sometimes it's hard to connect. It does have an audience. It really does. We did a music a music festival a few weeks ago and we had just a jazz stage and a jazz uh, venue that hosted jazz music for about four hours. And it did pretty well. Like there were a lot of people interested in going to see it. Um, or relatively a lot of people, there weren't hundreds and thousands, but you know, there were more people than we expected. Um, nationally though, when it comes to jazz music, it's, it's always been, it's never really been in the mainstream, but you do see crossover 
artists sometimes somebody maybe like a gregory porter who mm. is this great vocalist who now is kind of shading more toward r&b and, and kind of making that transition uh do you guys see the current state of jazz music uh, as being healthy even outside of maryland and frederick right now it seems to be um gaining popularity i think um you know you've got stuff like la la land um that was mm-hmm. that was really good i think for jazz um um whiplash mm. that's right yeah um and then you had sort of um oh there's something else i can't can't think of it um in in the movies no, there was one other reference I had, but I can't remember what it was. <laughs> I was thinking of, it was in the back of my mind as I was thinking of the other two. Well, I know that um, we, when you talk about different musicians nationally, Snarky Puppy would definitely be a mm-hmm. band that would be, I would consider being the driving force now, mm-hmm. um, especially when you're talking about making making it to a mainstream um, audience. Mm-hmm. Um, what they end up doing with, you know, their instrumentation and how they navigate through song um, literally captivates a lot of people and introduces jazz to um, a lot of different um, people and also a a brand new audience. I Mm -hmm. mean, when you're talking about jazz, a lot of times you think jazz is an old person's type of, Mm -hmm. you know, music. Like, I don't want to hear this. But of course, when you listen to them, you're like, where did this come from? Mm -hmm. You know, from the horns to the bass to the percussion it's just something that's more so refreshing and i would say mm-hmm. um so it, it it really is um good to see them um be in the forefront mm-hmm. and then saying okay you know this is who we are we're not taken away from anything else but we can add pieces mm-hmm. um and then more so move it forward so a young person that's probably say 13 14 years old that wants to pick up an instrument they can say okay well now that I know who Snarky Puppy is, now I want to see what other, you know, bands or what other artists may end up being far as in the jazz, you know, genre. Mm-hmm. Now you guys play too. Yeah. You, you referenced earlier you play. I think you told me in the interview we did that you play the drums and something else. Yeah, drums and piano. Drum, drums and piano. Have you guys played together? <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, think. Well, uh, what? Sort, yeah, man. You would come over and hang yeah, out in the we basement. Yeah, we used to. We used sessions. to. Man, it's been many a times I've been over there. And then, and then we go upstairs and do the, yeah, the turntable thing. Exactly. For a while. So it was funny that this is. I mean, I guess that's how our relationship even evolved because we had a common interest. Mm-hmm. You know, it was myself, uh, John, and his brother David. We had a common interest, and <laughs> as quirky as we are, we were like, hey, man, let's go ahead and, you know, do something. Let's play something. You mm-hmm. know, my love for, you know, the drums and then also um, different other uh, other genres of music, mm-hmm. we pretty much clicked and said, yeah. okay, cool. So we used to, I used to go over to that house all the time and mm-hmm. just play music or go upstairs and play <laughs> DJs with David. So, yeah. Where, what do you play? I play uh, drums now. Okay, so yeah. you were both playing drums when you... Yeah. Well, I I, I'd start, I'd switched <laughs> over to drums my uh, junior in junior college when mm-hmm. I went to FCC. Okay. Um, but all through college or yeah, all through uh, high school, I played saxophone. Okay. So. So do you, do you guys have current projects now? Um. Well, I'm actually working on a project. Uh, it's actually um an artist by the name of Matthew Shell. Okay. Um, he has, man, the things that he's that he's doing, uh, with 
jazz music, mm-hmm. um, he's doing a hour long uh, work. So mm-hmm. it's not broken up in different, you know, sections as far as a three minute uh, song or mm-hmm. four minute song. It's a, a long hour long. Um, so I'm working on his project right now, um, playing Fender Rhodes okay, for him. Yeah. Um, so he has different musicians coming in and out. Um, playing different so, um, different instruments for him, mm-hmm. um, so just to be a part of that and to see the um, the transition mm-hmm. on and also the um, how he's actually doing it is amazing. It's definitely amazing. But other than that, I mean, it's really nothing else I'm doing, and that's just more so him, you know, asking me, "Hey, you know, can you just be on? I just love what you're doing." Where do you guys go whenever you want to see jazz music? Do you go into D.C.? Do you go into Annapolis? Because since you live there, I mean, give us a venue that that never lets you down. Well, Blues Alley. Blue, yeah, Blues Alley would be. Blues Alley would definitely be one. Bohemian Cavern used to be one in D.C., mm-hmm. but they they shut that down probably yeah. say about a year or so ago, mm-hmm. which is kind of it's kind of you know it's bittersweet a, because yeah. of the fact that I mean, one you end up seeing the you know. It, it's moving in D.C., and they're changing different venues, but you're talking about a historic place like Bohemian Cavern. You you had Ramsey Lewis and Bohemian Cavern. Mm-hmm. You had um, artists such as that coming down to play at a very exclusive spot, mm-hmm. um, and that was one of those, you know, those type of venues that you literally say it would be historic. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, Blues Alley would be one. Um, technically, I, I mean, I don't really know. I mean, well, the, you, I mean, you could even go to the places like the Kennedy Center. They yeah. have a lot of jazz there, too. Yeah, so you worked at the Kennedy Center, huh? Yeah. Now, uh, Jason Moran has taken over the artistic side. I don't know if you guys are familiar with mm-hmm. his work. He's great, a great jazz pianist, and he got there four or five years ago. They kind of gave him the keys to program uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the musical stuff there. You worked at the Kennedy Center in what capacity? So I worked um, with the Washington National Opera. They have a young artist program. Uh-huh. So I did some like administrative stuff for them. Mm-hmm. And then I started working for a contractor at the Kennedy Center that did um, telesales. Okay. And, so uh, how and long were you with the Kennedy Center? A few years? Yeah, about two years. Yeah. And then you decided to leave? You were like, I yeah, hate the I, Kennedy Center? No, oh, man, I wish, <laughs> I wish I could still work there. Um, it really came down to... Uh, how much I was making. I was living mm-hmm. in Frederick at the time, mm-hmm. and it just wasn't worth the trip yeah. to to go down there every yeah. day. Um, and there really wasn't anything available past um, the telesales thing that I was doing. Yeah. How old are you guys? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you guys seem young. You seem younger than I am. Uh, well, I'm I'm 32. Okay. Yeah. I'm 31. Thir- okay. Yeah. So you're now. You guys. I'm assuming you want to be close to music for the rest of your lives oh definitely yeah it'd be great if we could make the frederick jazz festival a career exactly it'd be great exactly i mean by us just alone just looking um for uh for next year Mm -hmm. you know and we're already thinking about what we want to do next year Mm -hmm. as far as the things that we see that could be uh, changed and tweaked mm-hmm. knowing that you know if the festival is outside now we're like well mm, let's think about having the, f- <laughs> the festival yeah. inside instead of outside yeah. who do we go to how do we go ahead and market it how yeah. do we you know advertise a little bit better or mm-hmm. um even who is our next lineup mm-hmm. you know so we're already looking at the next lineup you yeah. know so it, it's really exciting to know that we have that passion and zeal to go ahead and continue to move forward mm-hmm. um and just excited in itself to um do it now mm-hmm. 
Um, our, our biggest thing, and we always talk about it, is we just want to put our imprint um, in this, you know, world we call music, mm-hmm. um, and share our love for music to uh, Frederick and also the you know surrounding community. Well, I want to get you out of here on this one, I, and I want—I I left some time here for this, depending on how long you want to expand on. It. And then, of course, we'll, we'll get back to the details. We got to remind everybody again right. how everything's going to happen. But I'm interested in knowing your biggest inspirations uh, when it comes to jazz artists. What? Who got you into jazz music? Who did you listen to the most? Who do you? I mean. Who did you like more, Miles Davis or John Coltrane? You know, like, oh, wow. like, like <laughs> those those types of things. Did you have a standout artist mm. that really got you into the music? Yeah, well, uh, for me, there are two that come to mind. One is uh, Buddy Rich. Oh, okay, yeah, I guess and, you're a drummer. Yeah. Yeah, and, the, and the second <laughs> one would be um, Dave Brubeck. Okay. And his his everyone in Dave Brubeck's uh, group mm-hmm. um, are influences on me. Um, Any favorite albums? Yeah, uh, well, take five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm drawing a blank on all this. Uh, <laughs> <No>, that's good. <laughs> the organizer of the Frederick Jazz Festival do- doesn't <laughs> right. know any jazz records right now. That's oh, good. man. Um, bail him out, Kenny. Bail him out. Well, for me, I would, I would say music is my life. Um, so you talk about different artists such as John Coltrane or mm. a... Um, Miles Davis or a George Benson, Mm -hmm. you know, um, or even going to um, listening to like an Isaac Hayes. Mm -hmm. Um, Granted, he was, you know, soul and R&B, but his compositions, you know, have that jazz type of sound. Mm -hmm. Um, So and then I talk about George Benson because he spoke so what he did with a guitar, you know, like what in the world is going on here? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, as also Ramsey Lewis, mm-hmm. um, and knowing that Ramsey Lewis coming out of that band, you ended up, you know, getting Earth, Wind, and Fire. Mm-hmm. You know, and how that evolved, um, and then also Miles Davis, and knowing what he ended up doing far as traditional jazz, and then jumping from traditional jazz to contemporary jazz to jumping in a little bit of R and B and hip hop. You mm-hmm. know, back in the eighties when you're like. Who yeah. was this? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Especially <laughs> dealing with the synthesizers and yeah. things that he was doing there. So it was kind of, to me, it was captivating. And knowing that um, my parents really got me into music at a very, very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was, what, I'd say two years old, my parents put a drum set in front of my face. So <laughs> it was one of those things where, like, how how do I, you know, orchestrate this? Mm-hmm. But knowing that music was all around me and jazz was one of those driving forces, mm-hmm. um, it allowed me to go ahead and explore. Um, so when I think about different jazz artists now, of course, I, I love Snarky Puppy right now. Mm-hmm. I love Corey Henry, Dave Koz. Um, as a saxophone player, it was amazing. Also, Wayman Tisdale, I mean, mm-hmm. granted, he's no longer with us, but as a bass player, you're like, amazing. Victor Wooten. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, that's another amazing, amazing um, artist. And also Marcus Miller, as far as a bass mm-hmm. player, what he does with the bass and how he plays is, you know, it's so captivating. And like You really love bass players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you, the funny thing is, and I, I don't know if you think about this also or you can contest to it, but bass players always have that driving force for a drummer to go ahead and, you know, mm-hmm. A parallel with each other yeah. and um, bring the best out of a drummer. Yeah. Um, especially when you're talking about a bass player and mm-hmm. the bass is vice versa. Mm-hmm. So um, 
Yeah, that's why I really like, you know, bass players. Yeah. But granted, I can't play the bass if it <laughs> saved my life. <laughs> all right, all right, fellas. Tell everybody where they can go, how they can hear about it, what to do. Sell it, sell it. I'm giving you all the time in the world. Sell your <laughs> event. Tell people your life depends on it. Let's go. All right, so um, what, what you can do is go to frederickjazzfest.com and uh, all the information for the festival is right there. Including the um, lineup. Including the lineup and, and how to get tickets. To get tickets. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I would tell you, you will not be disappointed, um, especially for the lineup. Um, what, we doing, what we're doing now is um, sharing an experience. Mm -hmm. And the experience is uh, within jazz, but also having an experience to show that, you know, music is, you know, a universal language. Mm -hmm. And uh, with that, having a lineup such as um, the ones that we have for ours at Frederick Jazz Festival, it can, you know, more so introduce not just, um, you know, adults, but young people as well. Mm -hmm. um, so you're talking about, of course, six hours. And then a lot of people are like, man, six hours. But it's well worth it. It's a festival. Yeah, it's definitely a festival. And it's mm -hmm. definitely well worth it. And um, I guarantee uh, each and every person that attends will appreciate mm -hmm. um, what is um, about to you know happen. Because, like I said, it's definitely an experience that we want to share with everyone. Saturday, June 17 17 17 so we got in terms of that that's next saturday next saturday when we're taping this this will most likely air next week so when you hear this everybody it will be this saturday that's saturday correct. june 17th please keep that in mind begins what time again 12 30 12 30 p.m and it'll wrap up when 7 30 uh, uh 7 7 7 12 30 to 7 frederickjazzfestival.com Anything else? Any parting shots? Um, please buy tickets. Okay. Uh, we need you to buy <laughs> tickets. Uh, we want you guys to actually ex uh, to enjoy um, something that we are passionate about. And also know that other people are passionate about it as well. Okay. Um, and, and this is definitely be something to uh, really introduce to Frederick and also the community. Um, something fresh and new. Mm -hmm. um, knowing that Frederick is a very vibrant and an exciting city and i see that is evolving a lot mm -hmm. so we want to be a part of that um and also put our imprint um so definitely come out come okay. out and buy tickets and enjoy the frederick jazz festival you will not be disappointed and at all we will wrap this up you guys won't be able to hear but we will play a song from an artist uh on who will be appearing at the festival although we will determine that uh, at a later date but <laughs> for, for now though uh thank you guys so much for for stopping by especially you driving up here all the way from annapolis i, I wish appreciate it all the best of luck to you guys i hope you guys sell a thousand million tickets yeah and there's 25 more frederick jazz festivals that yeah. you guys run not other people yeah. That, yeah you don't want anybody ripping you off <laughs> no definitely not uh, we'll make sure that won't happen but we definitely appreciate it thank you colin thank yeah. you thank right. you